Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. I am so honored um, by every single person who has taken time to listen to an episode or to multiple episodes. I am honored by those who share this podcast with friends who need to hear the messages. And I just thank you so very, very much. I have cut back to recording probably twice a month because of some other things that I have, other commitments that I have going on. But I am just grateful to see that the plays are continuing to increase even as um, I'm not able to record every single week. I had another podcast scheduled for this morning, but in light of the week that we are surviving, I felt like I needed to come on this morning and and talk about the realities of what some are referring to as the week of truth. So I will get to that in a moment, but just a few announcements, a little bit of housekeeping before we get there. I'm going to start including in the podcast description the services that I offer beyond this podcast. So this podcast is a gift to whoever happens to hear it. Hopefully the resources that are shared will bless you on your healing journey. I also facilitate a fast-growing group on Facebook for women. It is called Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. And that group is growing very rapidly And that is both um, encouraging and heartbreaking. Encouraging in that we are there and we are available and women can find us and resources are available. Heartbreaking in that the need for this is so great. And every day I am adding women in who have found us either through a post on Facebook or through this podcast or word of mouth, um, other women who have been a part of the group who are sharing it with their friends and their, their loved ones. And so it is encouraging to me to know that resources are available that were not there decades or even years ago. It is heart-wrenching, heartbreaking, gut-wrenching to me that so many women have been abused, especially, especially within faith communities. So Ladies, you are welcome to join us there. I also have a website, heatherelizabeth.org, and at the top of that, you can click all of the different offerings and services that I currently have available. So most of what I offer is free content. I curate resources. I organize different guides within the group. So if you just want information about spiritual abuse, you can search the top of the, the group And just type in the word spiritual abuse and anything that I've ever tagged with that particular topic will pop up. You can search out childhood abuse. You can search out domestic violence. You can search out the patterns and systems of abuse. Like we, I can't even begin to tell you how many different resources have been shared. I create some of my own content, but the bigger contribution to this group is resources that I have found along the way and sources that at this point in time I believe are safe and good and trustworthy resources. So I do not have to reinvent the wheel. I do not have to write every single topic on the issue of abuse because there is an army, there's an army that has risen up that 
is tackling this. And when we come together, we join our forces and we're not competing against one another. It is a beautiful thing. And I am grateful for the men and the women that I have been able to link arms with in the last two years on this journey. I just started really digging deeply into the healing resources that are available in March of 2020. And since that time, I have met hundreds, if not thousands of survivors and advocates and authors and speakers who are tenaciously going after this reality. And I'm grateful. So among my paid services, I do offer group coaching. And right now, what seems to be the greatest need, and I can constantly pivot and I can constantly change this according to the needs of my group, but what seems to be the most requested thing right now is the boundaries group coaching. That is a six-week group opportunity where we come together and we meet alternating on Zoom and Facebook Live in a private Facebook group. And then I've also created video content that covers the topics. And so these are boundaries that are specifically relating to those who are rebuilding their lives after abuse and trauma. So no, I am not using someone else's book. No, I am not um, doing a book study of someone else's content. I have created my own content that is based upon my experiences and the experiences of survivors of domestic violence, of spiritual abuse, etc., So um, very specific. Um, And then you remain in an alumni group. So after our six weeks are over, I put all of the people who have um, um, finished up the six weeks, I add you to an alumni group where I continue to share resources about boundary setting. So it's not just like your time after the six weeks is over. You get to continue relationship with those ladies in addition to some other ladies who have create, um, I keep saying created, who have completed the content sooner. And I will continue to feed as I see posts about boundaries, as I see resources about boundaries, I will continue to feed it into that group. So it's an incredible opportunity. And some of the testimonies coming from that group are so very encouraging. Women who have been people pleasers all their lives, women who have been doormats all of their lives, women who have been scapegoated all of their lives are finding their voices, setting boundaries, holding boundaries, learning about their limitations. We talk about the spoon theory. We talk about healthy habits. Uh, We cover a lot of ground in six weeks. So that is um, one of the paid coaching opportunities. I also have just launched something called Rebuilding Finances. Another need within our community that is great is for women to learn to support themselves financially and become financially independent. So even if you are in a healthy marriage, even if you are in a relationship that is safe, it is still wise. It is still wise to be able to bring in some type of financial provision. And I myself have learned this lesson the hard way. I was sitting 20 years into being a stay-at-home mama, homeschool mama, very little work experience, no resume, no college degree. And I was rebuilding my life after abuse, trauma, and chronic illness. Could not even get off of my couch to work. Could not go 
to a nine to five job if my life depended on it. And we are finding that so many women who have dealt with ongoing abuse and trauma also have chronic illness because the body keeps the score and the body understands what is happening with the emotions. And all of that translates over time into a lot of health issues, chronic health issues. Can you hear the birds chirping? They're distracting to me. I hope they're not distracting to you. I love the sound of the birds chirping in the morning. So hopefully that's not distracting you like it is me. So the Rebuilding Finances course is available at a very reasonable introductory rate. As I increase the content, that rate will go up, but anyone who purchases it right now will be locked in. So I encourage you that if you are a woman who is rebuilding after abuse, after trauma, after chronic illness, or a combination of those things, this is a great place to learn about creating multiple income streams, to learn about your life experiences being the platform and the expertise that you draw from and that you can now create some type of an income stream. We talk about your your passions and your giftings, the things that don't even feel like work that you could do to bring income. Uh, we talk about things like making money right now. So maybe it's not your passion. Maybe it's not your thing you want to do forever, but bills need to be paid. So we discuss things like um, doing Uber Eats and DoorDash and all of the things I can't think of right now. What is the one with the grocery delivery? You know what I'm talking about. My brain just totally left the building. Doing in-home childcare if you have littles and you want to be and need to be at home with them. Picking up a couple of other littles, bringing them in, incorporating them into your structure, your routine, and making money off of that. Um, If you love to bake, if you love to cook, there are people like me who do not like to do those things and they will pay you to meal prep for them. Uh, If you enjoy animals, dog sitting, dog grooming, dog walking, There are so many things that you can do that have flexibility that you can begin bringing income in. I am also going to share about launching um, a nonprofit, launching an Airbnb. There are just so many different things that you can do uh, from home with just a few hours a week or a few hours a day. So that is my Rebuilding Finances course. I also have recorded the Safer Spaces Summit, and that is available. That is especially for leaders and people helpers who want to really face the realities of the statistics of abuse within faith communities, the stories of survivors, <coughs> excuse me, and then um, specific solutions for addressing abuse within faith communities. Uh, coming in the fall, if you are anywhere near Virginia, is the Held and Healed Retreat. And that is a wonderful opportunity for survivors, helpers, anybody who really wants to um, just come and walk beside and love on survivors. It would be a great opportunity for you to come and hear from some of the best of the best. So our speakers this year will be Rebecca Davis and Joy Forrest, Faith Ingram, and Clara Hinton. So I will be hosting that here in the Shenandoah Valley. And all of those resources are available to you on my on my website, heatherelizabeth.org. Coming in the near future will also be the Held and Healed Haven. And that will be a place where we just have more intimate community with one another. 
So it kind of is a place where once you have completed um, one of the coaching programs and you are really accustomed to having that weekly time with other women and you're like, oh, I don't want to see this end. I don't want to give up these friendships and these relationships and these connections. It's just a great next step. You don't have to go through the boundaries coaching to do this. It's just a great place for women who have done that. And it will be a membership group for a very reasonable uh, monthly fee. And we will be discussing mental health and going through, I think one of the things I'm going to do is just share the things that I am learning about mental health. And we will have weekly um, accountability if you want that and check-ins. And I will offer, uh, again, curated resources for what I suggest. And so sometimes we do like book studies, but what about a podcast study? So we listen to a podcast and then we discuss it together. That may be part, you know, one of the elements of this group. It will be a place where you will get to know other women and you will be loved on and cared for and surrounded. So stay tuned for the Held and Healed Haven that is coming in the near future. And I am making plans for all that content. So those are some of the things that I offer (coughs) in addition to this podcast. Please feel free to pass that information on to other women who would be blessed, other leaders who have willing spirits, teachable, humble hearts, and want to learn how to love survivors well. We know you're out there and we want to create content for you to have and point you towards the resources of ministries that will come and walk beside you. So if you are a spiritual leader who is feeling um, grieved and sorrowful right now, if you are hearing all the reports that are coming out, and maybe your church is a safe place, maybe it is, there are those that exist, I do believe that. Um, They're few and they're far between, but I do know that they exist. So maybe you are just looking up right now, throwing up your hands and saying enough is enough is enough. I can't take one more report. Instead of giving into despair, let's begin to work towards the solutions. There are resources. You are not without resources. If you are a part of an institution or an organization that forbids you to read other people's books or listen to other people's podcasts, um, that's alarming to me. If you are a spiritual leader and you do not have the freedom to go out and do your own research and read um, books and listen to podcasts and listen to uh, trainings that experts in the field of abuse have created for you, that is a really big red flag. Do you really want to be a part of that institution any longer? There are resources out there. And I can point you towards resources to help you and to walk alongside of you. Psalm 82 Initiative is a great place to begin if you want some step-by-step instruction of how to walk through when a situation is presented to you and you are made aware that abuse has happened in your house under your watch. That is one ministry that will come and walk beside you. There are others out there. And um, 
yeah, would love to work with you. Follow Patrick Weaver Ministries on social media. He has a lot to say. As a pastor and as a man, he has a lot to say, and he does not mince words. Sarah McDougall's resources are excellent. Her book, Safe Churches, and her book, Miss We Believe, Predators We Trust, are excellent places to begin. Uh, Dale and Faith Ingram, Speaking the Truth in Love Ministries, that's what they, that's what they do. Jimmy Hinton, Clara Hinton, the Speaking Out on Sex Abuse podcast is one of my absolute favorite resources. Go listen to it and learn <laughs> because these people have been in the trenches for the last decade and they know what they are doing and they know how to spot abuse and they know how to help churches come in and rebuild after. Grace, G-R-A-C-E, Godly Response to abuse. I don't remember what the rest of that acronym is, but Jimmy Hinton is, he works very closely with Grace. That is another excellent, excellent resource. So there are plenty of resources out there to help you as you help others. If you are a spiritual leader who knows that abuse exists in your congregation and in your institution, and or you are the abuser, my message for you today is very simple. Beware. Your days of hiding are numbered. As one abuser begins to speak out, it gives voice and courage and strength to the next abuser to speak out. And the days of being able to hide and intimidate people and cover up abuse are over. Done. I'm going to try to not get too emotional as I continue on. But those days of hiding are over. So if by some miraculous chance you are an abuser who is in a position of authority over other people in a faith community, and you're listening to this, your days are numbered. (laughs) And above all and beyond all, God sees all, hears all, knows all. You cannot hide from him. You cannot run from him. He has seen it all. He has heard it all. (laughs) And even if on this earth justice is not served, it will be. It will be in the end. So I am sick and tired, exhausted, exasperated, angered, pissed off by how much of this has gone on and been swept under the rug. How many times have victims come forward and been ignored and gaslit and threatened and told to shut up and told not to go to the authorities? How many times has this happened over and over and over again? And enough is enough. And I would rather that all churches just be shut down (laughs) if this is going on inside of them so that this abuse cannot continue. People come at me on a regular basis and judge and condemn me for no longer being a part of a traditional church. And I ask, why? Why would you judge me for that? Do you know my story? Do you know what I have walked through? If I had been shot with a gun and barely survived the injury 
and had to go through years of hell and years of rehabilitation just to get back my abilities to function. Would you tell me that I have to go back to the scene of that crime and I have to sit with the one who shot me? Would you tell me? Would that make any logical sense to tell me to return to that scene and submit myself and subject myself to further harm? Absolutely not. That makes no sense whatsoever. And yet you tell me as a survivor of spiritual abuse that I have to subject myself to that over and over again. And trust me when I say I have tried multiple places. I have tried multiple churches. And I was met with a similar experience at every single turn. So this is after 40 some years of trying. And then one day the light went on and I said, no, that's not God's best for me. That's not healthy for me. That's not good for me. That's not safe for me. And so I chose to remove myself from the scene of the crime so that I could heal so that I could live, so that I could breathe, and so that I could be a helper to other people. If I am constantly returning to the scene of the crime and constantly being shot and constantly being told that I am bitter and unforgiving and picking up others' offenses as if that were a bad thing, I am not going to heal and I'm not going to have the strength to help others heal. So I had to remove myself from the scene of the crime to begin to heal. I'm not saying that I will never return to a traditional brick and mortar church. But at this point in my life, that is not safe for me and that is not healthy for me. And it is okay. I can grow in my faith and I can help others grow in their faith. And I do not have to be a part of an institution to do that. So... Today, my heart is burdened, my heart is heavy, and my heart is overwhelmed by what some are referring to as the week of truth. It is indeed a week of truth. I don't believe it's the week. I believe more weeks are coming. I believe we are in a season of, and I have described it as a train that has lost control, that is running down a steep mountain (laughs) and it's not going to stop. This train is not going to stop. It is going to keep going and it's going to keep gaining speed because enough is enough and people are fed up. And one person shares their story, giving the next person courage and strength to do the same. And this is where we are. This is not going to stop anytime soon. The opening up of... Um, social media and seeing the headlines and another church and another pastor and another community. This will not stop anytime soon. The abuse has always been. The exposure of the abuse is what is the new, the new thing. (laughs) That's the train that is coming, coming at us fast. So again, if you are a part of an institution, if you feel yourself your heart rate increasing and sweat coming out because you are hiding something, just stop. Just stop. Go to the authorities and report it. Report yourself. Report the predators in your midst. Stop trying to hide. It's not going to work any longer because people are fed up. People are done. So I started my week out 
um, with a therapy session. I'm going to be honest with you. And I think any person who is in advocacy, any person who is a counselor, a coach, etc., should constantly be <laughs> taking care of themselves and looking for deeper healing, having um, checkups with their therapist. Um, I would really question if you go to a therapist who doesn't have a therapist, I would really question why. Why would you do that? So I just, in full disclosure and being completely raw and real, I am here to say that healing is a journey. And while the name of my group is Held and Healed, the name of my podcast is Held and Healed, the reason it is is because held is what I have always felt I have been by God and healed is where I'm going. And where we are, that little and symbol, is the in-between. I've always been held. I will be healed. I am not fully healed and I will not be fully healed as long as I live on this earth. This earth is full of darkness and this earth is filled with evil. And every single day we hear about things that can re-victimize us and re-traumatize us. So we need to constantly be on this journey of pursuing our healing and learning how to take care of our bodies, our minds, and our spirits, how to regulate our nervous system. So I am in a season right now where I am learning and I am growing in the regard to regulation of the nervous system. What does it look like to feel safe? What does it look like to help my body and coach my body and teach my body how to settle and how to regulate when all of these very, very toxic, harmful things are coming at me? So I had just finished up a session on Tuesday morning and my goal is during this season, these months that I am doing this therapy, is to take the rest of the day and do a lot of resting. And that will be, that will be my goal. However, this Tuesday, that was not my reality. As soon as I finished up my session, I went to my inbox and I found a message from a friend. And it was the video of this quote-unquote pastor quote-unquote confessing his quote-unquote affair in Indiana. And it rocked me. It rocked me. What I think he was not expecting to happen is as soon as he was done, and by the way, he got a standing ovation for that. Mm -hmm. Yep, he got a standing ovation for that, which just baffles me. A woman was escorted by her husband to the platform and she confronted him. And this man had been sexually abusing her when she was a teenager. And we're not going to get into all the details about age and consent and statute of limitations and all of that because state to state, it's different. Um, she was apparently at the time the age of consent. That does not mean that she was not abused, however. There are a lot, there are a lot of layers to this. We actually unpacked the entire video almost line by line on Tuesday night. Um, Tom with Psalm 82 Initiative, Sarah McDougall and myself, uh, we, we just unpacked the whole video. So if you go to Psalm 82 Initiative or if you go to my personal page on, on Facebook, you will see that video. And um, it was an exhausting day, indeed. It was an exhausting day. And we just shared our concerns 
and our alarm and our warnings for the <laughs> reversing of victim and abuser that was going on for the minimization of his confession because he did not mention that she was a teenager. He did not mention that this went on for almost a decade. He did not mention any of those things when he was quote unquote confessing a quote unquote affair. So one thing that is really important and is very baseline is to understand that when a person is in a position of authority over another, and in this case, a pastor, it is not merely adultery or merely an affair ever. It is spiritual abuse and it is sexual abuse because he held a position of authority. And so you think about doctors and nurses who would lose their license if they did this. You think about teachers and counselors and coaches and there's just a wide array of professions that if someone had sex with someone under their control, under their power, under their authority, they would be let go. They would be removed. Licenses would be revoked, etc. Why in God's name do we allow, (laughs) why, why do we allow spiritual leaders who have done this to be restored to a position of spiritual authority over others? Why? Why are they slapped on the wrist? Why are they told to sit down for six months to a year and then they're brought back? It's bull crap. It's absolute bull crap. If you are a pastor and you have done this, you should no longer be a pastor. If someone in your church is in a position of leadership and has done this, they should never be restored. Can they be forgiven by God If there is repentance, if there is, absolutely, yes. Forgiven is not the same as restored to a position of power and authority over others. No, no, and no. No. And I have seen this time and time again. Time and time again. And enough is enough. The Bible is so clear, so clear about the qualifications of spiritual leaders and yet churches just let this go on and on and on enough is enough enough is enough and I include I include in that any type of sexual abuse any type of preying upon another person porn and porn consumption and porn addiction all of those things disqualify I believe that with all my heart disqualify a person from being in positions of of spiritual leadership. I I believe that with all of my heart. So can there be redemption? Can there be healing? Can there be, um, yeah, there can be, but you need to find another place (laughs) to work and not be over other people. And I, I believe that with all of my heart. And there again are plenty of resources that can show you why, explain why, But if you are currently preying upon people, if you are currently spiritually and sexually abusing other people and consuming pornography, sit down, please. Pursue help. Andrew Bauman is another great resource to help those who are dealing with porn 
He has incredible experience himself in recovery from, and he can point you in the right direction. And there are amazing people on his staff that can help. There are resources. You are not without help. You are not without um, redemption. You have to admit, you have to admit that there's a need and then pursue the healing, just like we would pursue healing for any other disease, any other thing that is happening with our body, our minds, and our spirits. There is help available, but we have to admit that we need that help. And so we went line by line through this video. And since this time, more and more stories are coming forward. So as we suspected when we were watching the video and we were seeing these men coming around her, guarding him, intimidating her, I knew in my gut in that first time watching it, this is not an isolated incident. This is not an isolated incident. This church is filled with abusers. And since this video has come out, other allegations have come out and others have spoken up. This is a system that has been abusive and has been predatory for a long, long time. And we're not just going to pick on. We're not just going to pick on one church because this is in most churches. I'm going to use the word most. I'm not just going to use the word many or some. If you were to dig deep and go back into the history and sit down and people were honest for the last 50 years, for the last 100 years, I believe you would find this in most churches. That's my statement. I believe that. Am I saying that every single church is corrupt and every single spiritual leader is corrupt? No. But do I believe that many are? Absolutely. So I am just asking people to stop sticking their heads in the sand and stop saying things like, well, no church is perfect. Uh, yeah, we know that. That does not excuse sexual predators. Oh, well, your eyes are just on man instead of God. Nope. Nope. There is an expectation that when someone is in a position of spiritual authority, that they are following God's word and God's mandates. And saying that my eyes are on man instead of God to excuse their behavior is ridiculous. And I just, yeah, I just, I don't have words that are strong enough that I'm allowed to say <laughs> for how I feel. So this week of truth that I believe is just a season of truth, not a week. There's so much more that has also come out. The Southern Baptist Convention has released or is releasing, I'm not sure exactly the details or the uh, technicalities of that, a database of sexual predators. I do not know what that list includes. I do not know how extensive that list is or how far reaching that list is. Um, it's a start. I don't believe that it is the full story at all, but it is a it is a start. There have been cover-ups and there have been people sweeping things under the rug. And let's not just pick pick on the Southern Baptist Convention because this I believe is in every single denomination. I'm not just picking on Baptists, I'm not just picking on Catholics. It's everywhere. I've recently been made aware of an institution that I was a part of. 
just slaps people on the wrist. Sits them down for a little tiny period of time and then elevates them to leadership higher than they were before, just months later. No treatment, no counseling, no change, no repentance. Not okay. I see the children that grew up in these institutions wanting nothing to do, nothing to do with God, nothing. And we can't blame them and we can't shame them for that. Because what they have seen and experienced has been horrendous. And the words that people speak versus the actions do not line up. In this video from Sunday, this quote-unquote pastor talked about how he has let people go for doing the thing that he did. All those years, he sat there and he knew. He knew what he had done to this young woman. (coughs) And he preached God's word. (sighs) Enough is enough. Some ladies that I have met through the community of survivors or featured in a documentary that released (laughs) this week as well. It's called Sins of the Amish. Brave, brave soul sisters who have endured hell on earth under the guise of this sweet and innocent playing community or unmentionable heinous abuse has taken place for all of their history really. These brave, brave women have come forward to share their stories and they work in advocacy and they raise awareness and they educate And they've created uh, materials to get into the playing communities with language to give them words. Because if it's all that you know and you are told that this is normal for grown men to prey upon small children. If you're told that this is normal and this is what people who love each other do and this is acceptable and that's all that you know, that's all that you know. And so they have created materials. You can go to the Better A Better Way website and you can download and print materials and you can distribute. If you live within um, you know, a couple mile radius or whatever of a plain community, you can print these materials and go and leave them in bathrooms and stores, etc. Because you never know who you may be helping. Give them language to understand what rape is. <clears throat> This is not normal. This is not healthy. This is not acceptable behavior. 
just yesterday, the sentencing for Josh Duggar came out. And while we are grateful that he is going to be sentenced and he is going to serve time, we also know it's not enough time. That is yet another system. That is yet another community that is standing behind him, supporting him. What about his victims? What about the ones he hurt? What about his own sisters? People, we have a problem. We have a problem. And no, I don't love sharing about this stuff. I don't take the light in posting reports. I don't get some sort of a thrill over this stuff. But I do experience some relief when truth comes to light, when victims find their voice, when justice is served. That's where I, that's where I want to hang out. That's where I want to camp, is in the side of seeing this stuff brought forward and then helping these victims find resources to help them on their healing journey. And that is why we do what we do. There's not an advocate that I know right now who's not exhausted. There is not a survivor I know right now that's not exhausted. It is hard to just walk about in this world right now for report after report after report. So I want to end our time together with a reminder to take care of you. Take care of you. And we talk a lot, a lot in the group about healthy habits. So getting sleep at night, eating nourishing foods, drinking purified water, taking your supplements, getting out. I just saw the sun peek out just as I started to say this. If it's sunny, get outside and soak up that sunshine. If it's relatively warm, get outside and let that warmth touch your skin and <clears throat> comfort you. Listen to the birds chirping. Go sit by a stream or a, a river and just listen to the water. Just listen to the trickling water. All of these things can help to regulate your nervous system and to ground you when you are feeling completely overwhelmed. I, right now, am surrounded by my puppy dogs. They are almost always right beside me, touching me. And that is grounding for me. That is calming and comforting for me. Spend some time with a safe friend. I have a thread going. We call ourselves Church Girls Gone Wild. And we just share all the funny things with each other throughout the week on Instagram and on Facebook. So if we see a post that is just goofy and silly and snarky, that is part of our therapy. That's part of our healing. We need to laugh. We need to gather with people who get it so that we don't feel like we have to walk on eggshells and be all prim and proper and say all the right things because we're going to offend somebody. Schedule an appointment with your therapist, jump into some group coaching with other people who get it. There are ways. Watch the sunrise. Watch the sunset. There are so many ways that we can take care of ourselves. Take a very long detox bath with Epsom salts and essential oils and let all that yuck just 
come out of your body and leave your body. Do not let yourself be 100% consumed. So if you do spend a little bit of time researching and reading, then go take a break for an hour or two and do one of these activities that regulates and calms you. There are so many things that we can do. Some of you love art. You love to paint. You love to draw. You love music and dance. And I have friends that do the silks. Okay, whatever. Growing your plants. I kill them. Other people cause them to flourish. Whatever causes you to feel safe and regulated and soothed and calmed. Get some exercise. Do your Pilates. (laughs) Take care of you. Take care of you, dear one. It has been a heavy week and I do not anticipate this getting any easier anytime soon. So we have to take care of ourselves, pace ourselves. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. For those of you who are comfortable with prayer, I'm going to close this out in prayer. If you are not comfortable with that, I respect that and you are welcome to say goodbye. Father, I come to you in the middle of one of the heaviest, hardest weeks. Lord, we come to you because we trust you. We come to you because we believe that despite it all, you are still in control. And we are desperate to see your hand at work right now. We are desperate to see the good that's going to come forth from all of this evil. And so Father, I ask right now that you be so present and so constant and so calming right now for every single survivor. Lord, you have seen it all. You have heard it all. You know it all. And no survivor has to prove to you that they have been abused. And I thank you for the comfort that I find in that. And Lord, the question is always, but where were you? You can handle that question. You can handle that question. And it is okay for anyone who has been through hell on earth to say to you, God, I am so angry. God, I just don't understand. God, why didn't you reach and rescue me? It is okay. It is okay for those questions to be asked. I ask, Lord, that you would provide the means for survivors to get the help that they need. I ask that you would stir on the hearts of your true church, stir on the hearts of true followers of Jesus Christ to invest in men and women and children who need help and healing. I ask for the resources for basic needs, for shelter and food, And clothing to be met. I ask, Lord, for the need for mental health care resources and even just health care resources in general to be provided for these survivors. I ask that you move on the hearts of those who have the ability and the resources to give to take care of the widow, the orphan, the victim the spiritual widow, the spiritual orphan. 
I ask the Lord that resources would no longer be used to build bigger barns and to build fancy buildings, but we invested in people, invested in basic needs being met. Like the church that we read about in Acts 2, Lord, let that be how your church is remembered through the rest of history. Clean house, Father. Whatever is not of you, God, I ask that you would purify and you would burn to the ground. You would expose evil. Expose it. May truth, may justice prevail. And may those who have been hurt and abused by the systems, Lord, may they be brought to a season of comfort. Provide, Lord, the villages, the support, the community that they need. And do the healing that only you can do. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. If you held, a, if you hung out with me for this whole time, God bless you. I'm not going to apologize for my emotion. I am not going to apologize for it. Because God's heart is grieved by this. Our hearts need to be grieved by this. And I just thank you for your time. I thank you for any way that you are helping another person right now. And I encourage you, if you are that person who is walking this journey of healing, do not give up. Do not, do not give up. You are seen, you are loved, you are believed. And I just wish I could reach out and give you a big hug today. I pray that you would feel held even as you are being healed.